Welcome to the Bike Portland podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Moss. In this episode, we'll hear voices from the forum. It was a community safety forum held at Cleveland High School's auditorium on Thursday, October 20th. Unless you've been living under a rock the past few weeks, you'll know that a lot of our attention here on Bike Portland and in the community more broadly has been focused on this one specific intersection of Southeast 26 and Powell Boulevard, which is right outside the high school. And for good reason. Uh, It's a notorious intersection with a long and tragic history of uh, serious collisions, including one in 2015 where a bicycle rider's leg was actually severed from his body. Just a few years ago, the intersection was the site of a major disagreement between uh, the Oregon Department of Transportation, ODOT, who owns Powell Boulevard and manages it as Highway 26, uh, and a bunch of bike advocates and the Portland Bureau of Transportation. They all had this big disagreement and it essentially uh, led to the removal of bike lanes and bike boxes that were on 26th Avenue where it crosses Powell. So it used to be a little safer for biking and ODOT and PBOT came together and the street trust uh, and came up with this compromise that actually made it less safe. And they took out those bike facilities in favor of trying to direct bike traffic over to 28th Avenue a few blocks over. Those are the same bike lanes and bike boxes that are now going to be replaced in a plan that's part of a host of changes coming to the intersection in response to the death of Sarah Pliner, who was killed at this intersection on October 4th. Pliner's death also led to the community forum that's the subject of this episode. Pliner was hit and killed in the southeast corner of the intersection during the school lunch hour when there were a lot of Cleveland High School students milling around every day. Many, many of them go from the school caddy corner over to Powell Park and go to Burgerville during their lunch break. In this episode, you'll hear some of the trauma that school staff and parents, a teacher experienced, actually even a student, uh, that that they experienced this trauma from actually witnessing Pliner's uh, horrific death. You'll also hear from the directors of both ODOT and PBOT, Chris Strickler and Chris Warner. I have to say, it was remarkable that this event even came together just 16 days after Pliner died. And it came just a few days after ODOT's director, Chris Strickler, released a relatively candid statement uh, acknowledging how dangerous Powell Boulevard is. Uh, Funny aside on that is that his his public information officer for this region just told me a few days before he made that statement that Powell is not dangerous, but anyway... Um, but Strickler's statement was pretty amazing because it said, acknowledged that Powell Boulevard was dangerous and that it should no longer be managed uh, like a highway and that, quote, nothing is off the table, unquote, when it comes to uh, changes that would make it safer. So in addition to Chris Warner and ODOT Director Strickler, there were a bunch of top-level staff from ODOT and PBOT in the room. Uh, Whenever I'm in an event like this, I I love to scan the crowd to see who is in the crowd, and I notice tons of top-level staff. Uh, I think some of them from like the Salem office. So uh, it's clear that ODOT was taking this seriously, and there were a bunch of PBOT staffers as well. So we had two Oregon State legislators in the crowd. Uh, Also, uh, PBOT Commissioner Joanne Hardesty was also there, so taking a night away from from a really heated re-election contest that she is involved in at the moment. And I want to give a special shout out to State Senator Kathleen Taylor. Uh, uh, Senator Taylor organized the event, and she did a really solid job as MC and moderator. 
she's invested in these conversations uh, like a lot of people in the crowd on, on that Thursday night, not only because it's in her district, but because her kids go to Cleveland High School so they know what it's like to have to cross Powell Boulevard on a daily basis. It was really a testament to Portland's advocacy ecosystem that all these important people showed up to this event uh, and spent nearly three hours on a weeknight listening to people's concerns, questions, and feedback. And it happened just about two weeks after the collision. So in this episode, I've pulled out some of those key comments and exchanges that I heard. Uh, some of the comments stand alone, but for others, you'll hear the person ask a question and then either ODOT Director Strickler or PBOT Director Warner uh, will reply to it. It's just really rare to have an unscripted public Q&A with the two directors of PBOT and ODOT. So I'm really excited to be able to share these exchanges with you, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello everybody, my name is Kyle Johnson and I'm the chair of Bike Loud PDX. And first off, I just wanted to extend my condolences to the family of Sarah Pliner and for everybody who witnessed this horrific crash. Two weeks ago when I heard the news that someone had been hit and killed on PAL, my first thought was to think of all the people I know who ride their bikes through this intersection. Because instead of Sarah, it could have been any one of them. Sarah Pliner's death was not an accident. It was the result of a series of decisions transportation leaders have made. In 2018, we stood at that very intersection to protest the removal of the green painted bike boxes. We stood there because those, we knew that those bike boxes, thank you. We protested there because we knew those green bike boxes made us safer. They let people in cars know that there were bikes that used the street and they increased the visibility of people on bikes. Why would anybody remove those bike boxes? There used to be a marked crosswalk in Pedestrian Island at Powell and 28th Place. ODOT removed those too. Last year, two Portlanders were killed crossing on foot a block from that intersection. There used to be a school speed zone in front of Cleveland High School. ODOT removed that, raised the speed limit, and defended the higher speed on the grounds that the students here are vigilant. If you go up and down Powell, you'll see no pedestrian crossing signs, as well as places where there used to be no crossing signs until drivers run them over. That's the approach ODOT has taken on Powell for decades, as well as up their other urban highways, to design the roads only for the capacity and speed of private automobiles, and to manage safety for people outside of cars by telling them to go somewhere else. Sarah paid the price for that approach. It doesn't work. It doesn't work because people live here, people work here, people bike to their jobs, kids walk to school, people in wheelchairs roll to the bus, families walk to the park. Everyone should be able to get to where they need to go safely. This problem is much bigger than just Powell Boulevard. Last year, Portland had its worst year of traffic deaths in 30 years and more than half of those deaths happen on streets that are owned by ODOT. We demand a Portland where it's safe to cross the street in front of your school. A Portland where we do not remove bike boxes, but we add them. A Portland where we do not redirect bike traffic to side streets because our main streets are safe and convenient no matter how you get around. We want a Portland where Sarah Pliner is still planning to open her new restaurant. 
We demand that ODOT use their blueprint for urban design on all of their orphan highways. We demand safe school speed zones, safety cameras, and safe engineering on all blocks around transit stops, schools, and parks, and places people walk and roll to. We demand our streets keep us alive. So we look forward to hearing your vision for PAL and how through your leadership, we will make Portland a place that's safe to get around no matter how you get around. So thank you very much. Um, my name is Emily Swanson. I am a parent of a Cleveland sophomore as well as a middle schooler and an elementary school student who will eventually be Cleveland students. Um, I'm speaking on behalf of my family as well as the um, Cleveland PTA and Safety Committee. Uh, my son commutes by bike to Cleveland um, and he uses the intersection at 26th and Powell every day to go to lunch at Powell Park. Uh, when he started at Cleveland just a year over a year ago, he was 13 years old, and within a week of being at Cleveland, he told me how unsafe that intersection was. Um, he said, Mom, somebody is going to get hit. There wasn't enough room on the sidewalks for all the kids. If you guys have been out there at lunch and you see those kids spilling out into the intersection, um, you see them darting between cars because there's not space for them to, to stand to even get across the street. Um, there are trucks turning that will cut off pedestrians and bicyclists. Uh, on October 4th at 11.52, I got a text from him that said, I've been saying for a year now, someone is going to get hit at this intersection. Someone just got hit at this intersection. And I asked if the person was okay, and he responded, I don't think so. Um, I was terrified to let my son bike home from school that day. And knowing that what that intersection looks like at lunch, I'm scared every day that he walks across the street. Um, now we know that a student was hit at that intersection just a couple days ago, luckily, you know, without extreme injuries, but it's, it's only a matter of time if changes aren't made. My 13-year-old son knew this was an unsafe intersection, and now all the adults in the room here know that too. So please let us be as perceptive as a 13-year-old let us make the changes in this inherently unsafe intersection and take those steps now. Thank you. Um, uh, my name is Owlbrook. Owlbrook? Yes. Okay. Um, hello. I don't really have a question, but I thought that I'd just come up here and say um, I'm 14 years old and I'm a student here at Cleveland and I saw what happened. And it was just horrifying. And now there's something that I have to go through in my life. And I've seen death and some adults haven't seen death. And it's just, it's just crazy. And I just wanted to say that like, something needs to change. Something needs to happen here, please. And thank you so much for all you're doing. And I just want, just please, thank you. Yeah, that's all. Thank you, Senator. Thank you, Representative Nose, for being here and um, all of you on the panel. My name is Meg Nimi. I'm the parent of a Portland Public Schools student. He's a freshman at Benson High School, which is at the Marshall campus, also off of Powell Boulevard. Um, Cleveland is our neighborhood high school. We've lived in this neighborhood for 16 years. We've lived in this neighborhood and lived in fear of Powell Boulevard and the many other very busy streets that are around us. 
By day, I'm also the president of SEIU Local 49 and our business is here at 26th and Powell and we have been very concerned um, for a long time about the safety in this area and seen far too many accidents. And on August, 20, August 16th, my son was traveling by bicycle at 45th and Powell, crossing in an intersection, crossing with his helmet on and doing all those things because we live in this neighborhood and we've taught him to do those things. Three lanes of traffic stopped for him and one lane of traffic sped through and ran him over on his bicycle. And he suffered near fatal injuries um, from that accident. We are lucky in the sense that he's home and recovering um, and will recover in many ways from most of his injuries. But it, it, there is no time left. We need action now. Uh, hello, I have two questions for uh, Director Strickler. Uh, in your PowerPoint, you, there was a, a mention of uh, talking about rain, or lane reallocation on PAL. And I didn't hear you mention that in your speech, and so I just want to make sure that that's something that's going to be discussed, because that's really important for a lot of these crossings. And I'd also like to ask you if you're willing to commit ODOT to using the blueprint for urban design on PAL um, tonight. Uh, so thank you for the question. Yes, in the PowerPoint we did talk about and did mention the lane reallocation, and I wanted to take a moment to talk about that as well. One of the first tasks that we'll be looking at with that partnership task force that I mentioned uh, with the city uh, is what are the options that are available. So you might have seen a statement we released recently where we said uh, all things are on the table, lane reallocation, put another way, reducing the number of lanes there is something that we intend to analyze. Now I will tell you, the impacts of 40,000 vehicles that travel this facility, uh, reducing the number of lanes and where they go is something that we have to analyze very seriously because the current street grid may not be able to handle it and likely can't. And so we have to analyze that together with the city. But as I mentioned, all things are on the table and we've asked our teams uh, to collectively to look at it with that in mind. So the short answer is yes, but I couldn't do it in a short way. Um, as it relates to the blueprint for urban design, uh, I, I do think that we can do that uh, in this stretch uh, of Powell, and so yes, you have my commitment. My name is Hami Romani. Now when you're out there walking, biking, taking transit, driving even, do you feel love on our streets? Is there love on our streets? It's a simple question. I think it's a resounding no. There is no love on the streets. Sometimes you have to talk this way. I am so sick of the street by street. Are we really talking about bike boxes? Have you seen the pollution? We're talking about bike boxes. So do you feel love on the streets? Second question, will you reallocate the hundreds of billions of dollars for freeway expansion to our streets? For the people, for the public square. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, the question about reallocating all of the funding from other projects to each of these projects is a complicated one as you probably already know, and I understand that. We have needs that are across the entire state, and our needs extend uh, for all modes, 
our economy moves on these facilities. Uh, the street network that we've all grown accustomed to is the network that has been under construction, frankly, for decades. And so we have projects that demonstrate need on the interstate, we have projects elsewhere, and we have projects here. And I don't believe that it's an either or, and I think we have to start looking at these facilities here in the way that you just described. Good evening, uh, my name is Alex Fuller. I'm a teacher here at Cleveland High School. I gotta say, October 4th, when Sarah was killed, was one of the hardest days I've had in 10 years of teaching. Uh, I had to bring students back into the building, uh, and I had a class at that time. Uh, one of the classes I teach here is the Environmental Systems and Societies class. That day, we were supposed to go on a walking field trip towards Holgate Boulevard, where we were gonna place particulate detectors designed uh, to evaluate the impact of truck traffic in and out of the Brooklyn Rail Yard. We were not allowed to leave the building due to the ongoing investigation. When I was finally able to pull myself together enough to stand up in front of the class, I had to explain to them with tears in my eyes that particulate pollution was not the only impact of heavy truck traffic on our community. I care deeply for our students and want them to be safe at school and in the neighborhood. I've been sharing updates and information with them and encouraging them to take action on this issue as well. Uh, Director Warner, I appreciate your mention of reevaluating 26 as a freight route. And my question is, what else can be done to address the larger issue of freight traffic in and out of the Brooklyn Rail Yard? Thank you. I can have a staff follow up with you on, on the Brooklyn Rail Yard. I don't have anything at the, uh, I don't know any of the designations on that particular street, but thank you for, for bringing it up and we'll get back to you. Hi, my name is Chris Heikamp. I'm the chair of the Hospital Abernathy neighborhood, which is the neighborhood that we are in now. I know the neighborhood very well. I know Powell very well, and I've been involved in at least, this is at least the third, if not the fourth, major safety scare, concern, time that ODOT has been in a room answering to the community for, for the, the, the lack of safety on the facility. I hope this time is different. I hope this time, you know, I heard some things tonight that you were not willing to do in the past, like lower the speed limit and uh, the school zone, but, you know, the proof will be in the pudding and you don't really have a very good history. Hi, um, my name is Emily Geis. So I have to cross Powell almost every day to go shopping, to get to appointments, um, to go to work, and it's extremely deadly. Um, I've moved to the neighborhood about four years ago and every time I cross Powell, I am thankful to get to the other side alive. I've heard a lot of talk about um, kind of managing traffic, but I haven't heard a lot of talk about how you will reduce traffic on Powell. Just because there are 40,000 cars today does not mean that there need to be 40,000 cars driving in the future. So my, my question, Director Strickland, is how will you reduce car volumes on Powell? Uh, when it comes to reducing trips on Powell, I will tell you that there's a lot of business and a lot of use on Powell. So we uh, have instructed our team, and this is why it's a collective instruction, uh, to really look at not just uh, these intermediate things. So we mentioned that we've got the immediate, the short-term, and then the longer-term potential solutions. One of those is to look at ways to reduce the number of trips on Powell, period. Uh, slow them down, reduce the number of trips. Now, I will tell you, in some cases, they will go other places, and so we have to make sure that we're not introducing safety incidents elsewhere in the system. By doing so, 
that we can't mitigate. And so that's one of the things that we have to consider. But yes, we're doing our best to try and reduce the level uh, and number of people on Powell is one of the goals. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is Susan. I have a freshman here at Cleveland. And uh, my daughter was with Al the, uh, during the lunch that became a senseless and painful tragedy with so much trauma for so many teenagers, so many staff members. The Cleveland High School staff is incredible. I want to ask if there's a way that PPS can recognize them for the actions they took that day for kids in pain and in shock, getting them back across Powell Boulevard. A teacher held my daughter's hand and guided her so she didn't have to open her eyes again. Uh, I heard Mr. Fuller's comments, and I also want to recognize uh, the staff member who performed CPR until first responders could arrive, trying everything to save her life. Um, I'd really appreciate any way that we can lift these staff members and teachers up because they, like our teenagers, like our precious community, have seen things that no one should have to endure, especially on a beautiful, sunny day that could have gone so differently. And I just want to just thank everyone for participating tonight. It has been meant so much to feel less alone and less sad at what so many of these kids and our the deep loss that our community has gone through. So thank you. Those were voices from the Southeast Powell Boulevard Community Forum held October 20th at the Cleveland High School Auditorium, just yards away from where Sarah Pliner was hit and killed on October 4th. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a review if you can. Be sure to check our show notes for links and resources mentioned in this episode. The Bike Portland podcast is a production of Pedaltown Media Incorporated and is made possible by listeners just like you. If you're not a subscriber yet, please become one today at bikeportland.org support. You can listen to more episodes and find out how to subscribe at bikeportland.org podcast. And I'm your host, Jonathan Maz. Until next time, thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the streets.